I like the prospect. I like the quantity. I like the fact that there's legitimate competition at each level. I really like that most of it is at the upper levels, finally. But there's something that I'm just not all that wild about. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place in the same place you found this. The Pirates got slaughtered by the Yankees last night, 9-2 in Tampa. The result, as ever, means nothing. If they had won 9-2, I would have said the same thing. That obligatory disclaimer out of the way, what does matter is that Luis Ortiz started and he was five runs on seven hits and a walk, uh, just one strikeout. Just one inning, I probably should have mentioned first, 45 pitches, 24 strikes, uh, had nothing going on, had nothing remotely resembling a tertiary offering, in large part because he doesn't have a tertiary offering. What he does have is an absolutely electric fastball, but he needs to become a more complete pitcher. He needs to become a pitcher, period, and that's going to happen in the minors. My own feeling regarding Ortiz is that he is the best pitching prospect this organization has. Why? Well, regardless of how other people do their rankings, I prefer to do them by ceiling. To me, Ortiz has a ceiling that none of the other guys, Quinn Priest or Mike Burroughs, any of those guys have. He can be something out of this world. He just kind of needs to get it all together. And if I have any issue at all with this system, it's that there's not a whole lot of out of this world that's available. Ortiz, he can be that. O'Neill Cruz was that. Cruz, of course, having been acquired by the Neil Huntington administration. And the rest of this group You can go one through whatever, and you're not going to find somebody where you say, there's just a superstar in the waiting. Maybe Andy Rodriguez with the way he hit last year, although he also had a 367 batting average on balls in play. And without getting into too much depth on the advanced stuff, uh, basically that means that a lot of his hitting, a lot of his results were... Good fortune, it managed to find holes. And while the overall performance was real, that's due for a little bit of a comeback as opposed to rocketing off to the next level. And I'm not an idiot here. I know that superstars are rare. That's not something that every team has floating around in their system. But then the Pirates are in a different position because they do pick very early, if not first, in every draft. And you want to see your 1-1s come through, the Henry Davises, the ones that are just screaming up there as elite potential talents. Uh, You want to see them become, you know, elite in the majors. And here's what I've got, because some of this is going to start sounding unfair. Anytime you, you dump on prospects or even this, which isn't dumping at all, it's just expressing a skepticism that they're going to be special. I didn't just now, in the few days that I spent in Florida, 
come across either anything visually or more important, because visually was a small sample size, anything that I'd heard from anybody else within the organization where they'd say, oh, yeah, these guys are going to be, whoa, this group is something special. There just isn't that. There isn't that. There isn't that one individual down there right now who is rising above to some meteoric stratospheric place where you say to yourself, they have to bring that kid up as soon as possible. There's no one like that. No one, no one, no one. So when I'd mentioned to you on this program several weeks ago that one of the things that I was looking forward to the most in spring training is having someone of that ilk force Ben Charrington's hand into an uncomfortable position, somebody who would just hit the cover off the ball or strike everybody out or whatever, that hasn't come close to materializing. The hitters that have done the best so far have been like the Drew, Maggie, and whatever's, okay, you know, NRIs, non-roster invitees. It hasn't been the prospects doing it. And while that's a, a an infinitesimal example to give regarding anyone, especially someone who's younger, it's not like you're going to see some kind of big push, I don't think either, in the early part of the actual Major League season. Are we really sold on the idea that either Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis will be up in the early stages of the season, meaning after the Super 2 stuff is out of the way? Are we really sold on the idea that Priester or Burroughs would be up from Indianapolis and force that big collision in the major league rotation? I'm not. I'm not. I watched Priester pitch the other night in Sarasota, and I came away with, blah. I didn't see much of anything. I didn't see stuff. I didn't see command. I saw him leaning way too much on curveballs. That's going to get you annihilated. In the majors. And I'm not really sure who else we'd be throwing into that mix. Uh, Leo Verpiguero is another one. You know, people were talking about him as recently as a year or two ago as, wow, how are you going to find space for him and O'Neill Cruz or him and Nick Gonzalez at second base? And now you don't even look at Gonzalez and say to yourself, you know, that he's some kind of certainty in Pittsburgh. Look, I'm not new here, okay? I know this is an unpleasant topic. People love to have their hope. Fans are fans because they have hope. And the worst thing you can ever do is give anybody any kind of dose of realism as it relates to prospects. It's like trying to yank away their fan card or something. And I'm not here to tell you that these guys will never be anything. That would be silly. There's an awful lot of them, and they're going to be something. I'm going to reiterate here, because I know this whole episode is going to get misinterpreted or misunderstood. Number one, there are prospects. There is a quantity of them. And out of that group, you're going to see more depth and more competition. But number two... A lot of these guys that we've attached these really high expectations to, and not unfairly, aren't going to be that. They're just not looking like they're that. 
When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Phil, who says, Hey, DK, you reported to us toward the end of last season that we should expect another punt year in 23. Bob Nutting's good mood and the competition talk among the players sounds nice, but do you still feel this will be a punt season, as in if-when the aging veterans go down to injury that we'll see the second, third, fourth, etc. coming of Josh Van Meter, or does it seem now that your punt source was misinformed and the competitive atmosphere will extend to the front office as well? I'm going to try to give this to you as real as I possibly can without necessarily naming names. Okay, you ready? The punt source, as you describe him, was the very bleeping top of the organization. And the punt source was more than one person at the very bleeping top of the organization. Okay, take that where you will. I am not worried about the sourcing on this. This was in the first month after the season. This was what I heard. Now, did those same people change their minds at least about the public approach to all of this? That's possible. I haven't heard that explicitly, but that's possible. In fact, I found it kind of striking, to be honest with you, that only about a week after Andrew McCutcheon was signed to come back, Everyone, suddenly, from 115 Federal, began talking about, it's time to win, it's time to do this, It's this is the time. Uh, you've heard all these phrases from them. Go back to the pre-Kutch era and see if you can find a single person associated with the franchise, even peripherally, saying anything of the kind. Wait, wait, wait. Go back and see if you can find them even speaking publicly, because you couldn't. Do you remember this? This was actually quite the subject at the time, including on this show. What happened? What changed? I don't know. I don't know. Did they not like the punt label? Did they not like some of the backlash from fans? Did somebody just get together and have like a come to Bob meeting or a come to Travis meeting, and this was what it was going to be, meaning this is the way things were going to be handled from now on. And even even Ben was brought in on this because Ben started saying the same things and he'd never said anything of the kind, even, even into the beginning of the offseason. There was no hint, no hint of anything like this at the end of the offseason. So I'm going to ask you, do you think that the source or the sources were wrong or do you think that something changed? <laughs> 
Come on, man. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 